Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Spiritual Unity Radio Network, a station dedicated to the concept that all manifestations of the divine are equally valid. Join Reverend Terry Power HP, Robin McKean, and all the hosts for programming covering a wide range of spiritual topics, right here on Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Ujvala Radio, a show dedicated to love and passion, and the power they have to transform our lives. Now, find a comfortable place to sit, relax, and enjoy the show. And now, here's Terry and Robin. Terry Power, and you are listening to Ujvala Radio on the Spiritual Unity Radio Network, and we're excited that you are here, and by we, of course, I mean my lovely, talented, amazing, uh, beautiful, loving, uh, spectacular wife, Robin. How are you doing over there? <laughs> I'm doing well. I think that you do that every single week just to see how many adjectives you can use before I laugh. <laughs> yes, pretty much. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're adorable. Oh, that's why I love you. But I mean every one of them. I just got to get out my thesaurus because I'm starting to reuse the same one. But <laughs> um, I've got a copy of Roger's right here at my fingertips. So uh-huh. um, anyway, hi. Um, welcome, everybody. Uh, we are excited tonight. We are, we're in the final... Uh, final throws of preparing for the workshop coming up this weekend, and that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. We're going to give you guys a sneak peek at some of the stuff that we're going to be talking about in the workshop this weekend, and I'll talk more about that right after we do uh, the opening logistics. So I'll remind everyone this is a call-in show, and so you can pick up the phone and call 646 Five six four nine seven one four, and you can ask us questions. Or if you're just having trouble with your internet connection and you want to listen in, you can always call that number and sit in the waiting room and just listen to the show. Uh, we had some uh, uh, listeners in the past that used to do that, and uh, they would be they would be traveling. They wanted to listen live, so they would just call in on the phone and listen in. Occasionally, they'd hit the one button and raise their hand and join the show. Sometimes they would just listen. So it was just nice to know that they were there. And, uh, again, that number is 646-564-9714. 
And uh, also, if you have a Blog Talk Radio account, it is free. You don't get charged. You don't get bombarded with email. Uh, it's just something that you, you sign up for, and then you can join us in the chat room. And we've had shows or we've had uh, conversations going on in the chat room during the show that often takes a, a divergent path, uh, let's say. And uh, sometimes it'll go off on a tangent. Sometimes we'll get comments from the listeners in the chat room, and we'll bring those onto the air. So it's always a lot of fun. Uh, so go ahead and get signed up for your Blog Talk Radio account and join us in the chat room. So uh, tonight we are going to be talking about the Holiday Survival Guide Workshop. And, of course, the tagline is, winter is coming, and so are your relatives. So uh, <laughs> she made me take the original picture I had on the promo <laughs> uh, down from the website. Uh, cause, That's true. Uh, I thought it was great. She was less amused. Um, and it was a picture of the White Walker, actually. I'll just tell you up front. And that mm-hmm. was taken down in a nice, you know, nice, calm, sedate picture of, of Robin and I, of me and Robin. And it's <laughs> up there, and it's a very wonderful picture, and it's, uh, uh, it shows us very much in love, and it's, it's a great picture. I just was really amused at myself, and uh, so were a couple of my friends, <laughs> all of them male, by the way. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so we told you we were giving you a sneak peek behind the scenes. That's that's one of the peaks. Uh, we would like for you to go to ujvalaayc.com. That's U-J-J-V-A-L-A-A-Y-C.com. And go to, at the very top, you will see a bunch of buttons, a bunch of tabs, home, about, blogs. And right dead in the middle, it says Holiday Survival Guide Workshop. Click on that, and you'll get a uh, write-up on the uh, on the workshop. You'll be able to see the picture that I'm talking about. And it is a wonderful picture, and she's a beautiful woman. And, uh, you know, it was, it was a good time. But, you know, still, I liked my picture better. It really went with the winter is coming theme. But um, so what the, the reason for this workshop is – primarily to help people reduce stress during the holidays. Because let's face it, it doesn't get much more stressful than the holidays. From visitors. Um, yep. You know, just you know, visitors at the gates, um, you know, hordes of hungry people, um, uh, gift giving, just traveling. If you're not the one with the people at the gates, you're going to be at someone else's gates and you had to get there. So travel in and of itself. Can you travel this year? You know, all of the stresses. Uh, a lot of people are still, you know, struggling a little bit financially. We're going to talk about money. So all of that is a part of it. Uh, I'm going to be doing a guided meditation, and then it's going to be uh, recorded, and everyone that attends the workshop will be able to take that uh, recorded guided meditation and listen to that throughout the holidays to help reduce stress. 
know, you you note the key word here is stress and reduction. So uh, Robin's going to talk some about cooking. She's going to talk about self-care. Let's see. Yeah. She's got some recipes that she's doing some research. So Robin, you were getting ready to jump in there, and I just was on a roll, so (laughs) jump in. Well, I was going to say that this 2020, as a year in general, has been full of stress and anxiety-inducing instances. And more and more people are talking about how their anxiety levels are sky high. There's more people suffering from depression. So usually, before 2020, the holidays were already that time of year where everybody would say, oh, it's so stressful, the holidays, the in-laws, the finances, you know, a million other things, the office parties, you know, all the, the social engagements, whatever it was. You know, the holidays are a very tough time. I mean, if you look at statistics, more people um, suffer from depression and anxiety during the holidays. And let's, you know, I don't want to really be a big downer here, but a lot of people actually um, end their lives during the holidays because they feel so hopeless and so out of control. And so I just thought that what a perfect time to really put this together because 2020 has already been such a horrible year, and here come the holidays. And it literally is like having, you know, the, double the White whammy. Walkers at your door. Say that again? A double whammy. Yeah, it's a double whammy, absolutely. Stress. The holidays are already stressful. And here at the end of 2020, it's like we're going to go out with a big stress-inducing holiday. Um, there's going to be all the conversations this year about, well, you know, uh, is it safe to have grandma and grandpa come? What about the kids? They go to school. You know, you know, is it going to be safe to have the family gather? Um, it's going to be a unique and different holiday this season this year. There may not yeah. be the big family gatherings. It might be a lot more, you know, having to do virtual things or, or just not travel. Travel will be difficult. I know a lot of hotels right now are not, you know, offering all the services that they used to. So it's not going to be as easy a, a as, it was, as it has been. Yeah, that's for certain. Um, it's going to be, a, it's yeah. going to be, there's just going to be stress. I mean, that's all there is to it. It's going to be stressful. And, you know, we're going to have to, uh, everyone's going to have to deal with it in their own way. So, uh, what we're going to be giving you is some pointers. We're going to be taking uh, 50 odd years each of uh, our experiences, the tools that we have put into our toolboxes to deal with this stuff over the years. Mm. Uh, particularly in the last few years, uh, we've really started uh, adding tools to our toolbox and going back and, you know, looking at stuff in our lives and figuring out uh, ways to not have that be as stressful as it was the last time. And so, you know, there's always that that, that crazy uncle or aunt that gets drunk and sings and plays on the piano. And it's, you know, it's sometimes amusing. It's sometimes downright frightening. So, 
Go ahead, Robin. Yeah, or even or even worse, the the uh, the uncle or aunt or relative who comes over um, and is drinking and starts to you know bring up conversations that are going to be stress-inducing. You know, hey, do you remember when you did that horrible, nasty thing to me when we were 12? And you know, they want to relive it. Um, <laughs> or people who get you know, there are people who when they have a few drinks, they don't get happy, they get morose or they get sad, or they get nasty and argumentative. And there's so many situations uh, that can come up. There's always, you know, I used to have a sister-in-law who would do this. She would say, you know, okay, we'll be there at 3 o'clock for dinner. And they would show up at 1.30. I wouldn't sometimes even be ready or dressed. or and it was, And it was never the same way twice. Sometimes she'd come 45 minutes earlier. Sometimes she'd come two hours early. And I know in her mind, she thinks she was helping me, but she was only making it more stressful. So how do you approach that? How do you deal with these situations? These are the things we're going to talk about. I had, it was the same sister-in-law actually years ago, used to show up at my house unannounced. Didn't even, didn't even matter whether it was a holiday or not. She would just show up at my door on a Saturday morning at 10.30 in the morning, completely unannounced, and she lived two hours away. So she definitely knew she was coming. Why, why don't you call me and say, hey, you know, it's today a good day? There were times, honestly, I didn't answer the door. So, <laughs> but, so, I mean, there are people, are, you know, and, and these are people who are in your family, either married into the family and their in-laws or they're your own family, and you have to learn how to cope with this. And in this year, you we're going to need different strategies because we're already on high alert. Other people who are going to be coming to our home or to whose home we are going are also already on high anxiety alert. So you, you know, and people who may never have had triggered anxiety previously may be feeling a heightened level of stress this year than ever before. Kids are even be affected, being affected. I just found out one of my daughter's friends is being treated for anxiety. She's 15 years old. So, you know, it, it, it's, there's so much stuff out there this year. I just think that, um, you know, this is really something that's going to help people. The price point is really reasonable. Um, you know, $29.99. I mean, it's not, it's lunch. Do you know what I mean? It's not ridiculously expensive. So I, I, I just really think that it's worthwhile to um, take advantage of this and maybe learn some skills. You're going to learn coping skills that are going to go beyond the holidays. You're going to be coping skills every day for the rest of your life. And um, believe me, you're not going to find it as as pulled together in a linear, hey, I can do that easily kind of fashion uh, with common sense guidelines, recipes, meditations. Um, I mean, we're even going to talk about what to do with your pets, which for some people is a big deal, uh, especially now because people are going to say, hey, can I bring my dog over because I can't, I need my dog as my security, you know, thing to to feel uh, uh, calm. So now you've got yeah. three relatives and they all want to bring their dogs. You know, what do you do? So there are all kinds of 
all kinds of things uh, in this that we're covering in, in the workshop that a lot of people might not think about. You know, it's easy to go off the internet and read an, an article, but it's not going to cover in-depth, in-person, unique things that we've run into. Um, I can remember. I remember one year, many many years ago, I was. Uh, let's see. Fifteen or sixteen years old, and it was just before Christmas. And my grandmother had been at a Christmas party at work, and she had been inviting at the party. You know, we're talking about you know back in the seventies and eighties. Um, so was it, it was the eighties. No, it was the seventies. Seventies, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was the 70s. So, you know, people weren't as worried about drinking and driving back then. And um, so my grandmother drove from this party to our local bar, a local establishment that was only a few blocks from our house. Normally she would have walked over there, but because she was in the car, you know, uh, she drove. And I got a phone call at about 2 o'clock in the morning from the bartender at the bar telling me to come get my grandmother because she needed to come home. So I walked over to the bar because I didn't, we lived in New York City, so I didn't really have a car. So we walked over to the bar. Uh, I walked over to the bar, and I go in there, and there's my grandmother on the bar dancing, standing on the bar, dancing, topless, swinging her bra over her head. That is probably standing out from me. All my friends were in the bar, people I knew, people, you know, who were like the older sisters and brothers of people that I went to school with, um, parents of my friends. Um, so because it was, like I said, the local, our local neighborhood bar. So everybody was in there. I, I grew up in Queens, Flushing, Queens. And I just had one of those anxiety-inducing moments where the room starts to spin, you know, and I'm 16 years old, so this is, like, huge to me that my grandmother's on the bar half-naked, oh, my God. And I, I get, finally, I get her off the ball. Come on, you know, let's go home, let's go home. And I get her clothes back on, and we leave her car there, and we walk home. And I think for, like, three days after that, I was in a fog. I don't remember much of anything that happened for the next three days. Because I was so worried I was going to bump into somebody. You know, teenagers, they don't roll so well with that kind of thing. You know, it's so hyper-worried about what other people think. Um, and, you know, oh, my God, my friends. My friends, I have to say, were very cool. Nobody said anything really horrible to me about it. Um, some of my friends later teased me about it a little bit. But... As a, as a teenager, though, that, that to me, that was huge. So there was, there was a lot of stress and anxiety caused by that internally, by my yeah. own you know, mental machinations. And so that's one of the things we're also going to talk about is how to get over your own mental machinations in your brain and start to have a little, you know, uh, conversation with yourself and what, what kind of conversations you should be having with yourself during situations like this. Um. Do you have anything, Terry, that you particularly remember as a kid that was, like, super stress-inducing that you had to deal with? Well, you know, any time I had to deal with my mother's mother, 
it was uh, challenging. Um, you know, my 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 mother's mother. Well, let's just say she was so uptight that she had to go in the closet to change her mind. You know. <laughs> I mean. I mean this this woman was wound pretty tight, and so everything was drama. You know, everything mm. was an outrage. Everything was embarrassing. She was such a prude that anything could go sideways. And she completely, yeah. completely hated alcohol. Her husband, not so much. And <laughs> that, that caused some, some means of, um, uh, it, it made for some interesting holidays. Uh, and so uh, over time, we quit even going there on the holiday. We would go like the next day or, you know, like Christmas yeah. evening, you know, after we've done everything else, then we would go over there and open presents uh, and sit on the plastic covers on the furniture that she wouldn't take off even <laughs> for the holidays, which you wasn't know, so bad in the wasn't so bad in the in the, the you know at, at Christmas, but uh, southeastern summers and you're in shorts and you're sticking to the plastic when you would go visit grandmother. I was just those say those that. are other stories for other times. What? I was just going to say you know today, you know, no, very few people anymore have that whole like plastic clear clear plastic slip covers on anything, and. But it, for when we were kids, it was such a common thing. You know, you would go into somebody's house, and they would have the, the living room with the, like, you know, light white or beige rug and the the mm-hmm. yellow couch, you know, yellow silk couch with the plastic covers on it. And you would, like, would want to breathe in that room. It was it was the showroom. It was well, right. Showroom and, and it, it was a shrine. It was not a room for use. That's the right. only time... The only time you would go in there was on the holidays, and <laughs> the Christmas tree would be put in there like a display at Macy's, and <laughs> and so there's this perfectly staged movie set living room, mm-hmm. and then the right right behind that wall in the next room was a beat up couch, two recliners, and the TV. And yeah. that was, you know, that was the family room, which meant that that's where you could actually go. The living room was not for living. It was for watching. It was for looking at. Yeah. Peek in there to yeah. see what she changed. But it mm-hmm. was it was a shrine, it, you know, a movie set. And so, yeah. you know, most, most people today don't have that kind of, um, you know, formal yeah. living room kind of, you know, and movie set. If you... But, if you were sure. if you were ever a kid and you had to go to somebody's house like like a friend that you'd never met before like their parents and you had this feeling like going in that you had to you know impress the parents and you would go and you would sit on this couch in their in their formal living room with the plastic there was no way to sit on one of those plastic couches where you didn't make embarrassing noises with the plastic it just didn't oh, yeah. happen and um, it wasn't comfortable. You'd stick to it. 
or even in the winter when you had on jeans, your jeans would like be slippery on it. You couldn't really sit. You, you were always forever worried that you were going to slide off the couch. Right. It made that squeaky, <laughs> crackly sound when you moved. <laughs> yes. And this is just the most uncomfortable, well, anxiety-inducing moment. It was trying to – how do you sit on this couch and not make horrible noises and, and not look like an idiot? It just There was no way to do it. And heaven forbid – you had anything on your shoes and you went in that room or, you know, you had, they served you with, you know, a glass of iced tea oh. and, and you sloshed it in any way. Oh my gosh. It was cool. Oh, so. I, no. Grand, grandmother had the, the, the plastic runners with the teeth on the bottom <laughs> that, that wouldn't move <laughs> on the rugs. and on the rugs. So even if you walked <laughs> on the rug, you were walking on plastic. It was right, don't walk off sanitized for your yeah. protection. You know, it was, <laughs> it was it was the most uncomfortable place to go. Oh yeah. And and you know, that woman never understood me at all. Because as you can imagine, mm-hmm. my sense of irreverence is not something that I've developed <laughs> in adulthood. Yeah. Um and so I, I really, I, I just, I, I couldn't, I could not be comfortable in that house. And she well, would never come to visit it. us because it was, it was, she lived in Rossville, Georgia. Now, some people are going to hear this geography and know what I'm talking about. It was in the local calling area for Chattanooga, Tennessee. Okay. We're not talking about it was two hours away. It was a 30-minute drive, maybe 45 with traffic. Mm-hmm. She, would, she, had to, she would have to pack lunch to come out, to come that far. Because if she had to come all the way to Chattanooga, it's, like, it's in a car, grandmother. This is not horse and buggy. This is a car. You don't have to pack lunch and leave at sunup to get to our house. But she would never Funny. she would never come to us. We always had to go to her and visit the shrine movie set living room and the mm-hmm. the staged Christmas tree with the perfect the packages perfectly arranged. And uh that was my that was my grandmother every year. Was it what was it a white Christmas tree? It was. Was it it, it was, was one of those was, white plastic Christmas trees, wasn't it? It was a fake yeah. white Christmas tree. It wasn't even yeah, the green with the white snow on it. It was white plastic needles yep. wrapped yep. up in the green wires. Yep. yep. That's, yep. <laughs> you can tell we're the same age. <laughs> well, I was thinking earlier you were talking about something, and I was thinking, uh, I was reminded of one of the, the posts on your Facebook page uh, about how cool it is to be in our 50s because we did all the stupid shit before there were cell phone cameras. <laughs> That's right. And yeah, you know, there's there's no evidence. That's right. You know, there might no there might be anecdotal stories and 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 allegations, but mm-hmm. uh, admit nothing, deny right. everything, demand proof. Mm-hmm. And yeah, can you imagine? Can you imagine like my daughter's fifteen or fourteen now, and her growing up and going through. Uh, uh, you know, her young adulthood and, and new family. Do you know how many bad videos there are going to be with cell phones at some of these holiday tables? 
of grandma getting drunk, you know, putting her teeth in her glass, you know. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how this generation moves forward with this. Uh, it could be quite entertaining, yeah, well, but also there could be a lot of arguments about cell phones at the table. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's no it's no wonder that, you know, children 16 years old have already been diagnosed with anxiety disorders because yeah. it's just it's cruel out there. And yeah. you know, social media is is the mob, and you know, and and mob rule is not a comfortable or safe place to be. Yeah. So, so you know, they have to deal with that, and we might have a few pointers in there for dealing with uh, the social media mobs, because God knows yeah. you're going to post a picture of this beautiful turkey, and there's going to be somebody out there. That's going to be um, unhappy with your turkey, and they're going to trash you. And a few of their friends will jump on the bandwagon, and there will be anxiety just from posting a happy picture of a bloody turkey. So, you know, be aware. That's one of the things that we're going to address. Yeah, yeah. You know, going back to the to the pl- living room with the plastic. You know, I was just sitting here. We were as we were talking about it. And I'm thinking to myself. Was the whole point of that living room just to be intimidating? Was it, you know, was it to intimidate people who came over? Because let's face it, there was no way to get comfortable in that room, and that, nobody was ever going to feel comfortable in that room. Oh was no, it was to impress the other church ladies. Yeah, so so it was really intimidation and and trying to impress and um, yeah, and, impress, and what does that not say about our society? Well, I mean, she was she was a good Southern Baptist church lady, um, hmm. and and um, she belonged to this church that um, uh, they were some kind of independent Baptist or something like that, and they were independent Baptists because they thought thought the Southern Baptists too were too liberal. <laughs> Process that shit. So the other church ladies would come over and they would sit and sip tea and coffee on the plastic. For all I know, I mean, she might actually have taken it off for them. I don't know. Yeah. I was never there with the church ladies. Thank you. And <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, her, you know, my grandfather was a deacon at this church. So, I'm sure she was, you know, she was a big up amongst the church ladies, but, you know, that was, but that was the the world she lived in. You know, she came from rural Alabama and uh, lived in one of the first subdivisions in Rossville, which was pretty damn rural when I was growing up. So, you know, that was, but that was who she was. You know, and yeah. that's that's one of the things that we're going to talk about in the workshop is recognizing some of these people mm-hmm. are just who they are, and there's a reason they are. Yeah. And it's it's incumbent yeah. upon us to understand, to try to understand where they're coming from, how they got to where they are, and to love them. And you know, every... I mean, I loved my grandmother, but damn, she was crazy. Yeah. And, you know, and every family has people who are very broken, who are, you know, a little bit left of normal or a little bit right of normal, however you want to say it, 
and and if there really is such a thing as normal, really. Um, but, yeah, just a beat off bubble. Yeah, just about a half a beat off bubble. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, and and so and, and you you know you, how do you deal with that? You know, I remember so vividly the first my first husband, his family wanted to meet my family, and his family was very stayed and very conservative and very sort of, you know, got married when I was 20 and stayed married to the same man for my whole life. And then he died. And then this was his mother. And then he, her husband died and she never, you know, looked at another man after he died and, you know, devoted her life to raising her son. And it was it just very not my family, who my mother had been divorced and remarried and divorced. And your grandmother grandmother danced on bars. That's right. And my grandmother danced on bars. And my uncles were, you know, had really ironic, weird senses of humor. And as a result, so do I. And I I was just like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to put these people in a room together. There's going to be a war. (laughs) One of my uncles is going to say something. A sport in my family at the dinner table was debate. If we were not having a heated discussion about something, it wasn't a good meal. Uh, as an adult, I actually don't like that anymore. But as a kid, I can remember the the discussions around the family table. And I, you know, you remember I was growing up in the '60s at that time when I was, you know, in my young teenage years and and like you know eight, nine, ten. I was born in 1962, so by the time I'm 10, it's 1972, and there's a lot of things happening in the world. So there was a lot of very intense conversation uh, and debate amongst my uncle, who was about to go to Vietnam, and 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 you know he was he he joined the Navy as a pacifist, and my other uncle, who was a, a born again Christian, extremely conservative, brush cut, you know, I mean they, we all lived in the same house. And so we had to figure out how to get along. But when we would sit down at the dinner table, it was the best, whoever the best man, best argument wins. And it became a sport in my family. And I kid you not when I tell you it was a sport and we kept score. And I mean, I don't have, I don't, I don't have that in my household now. We do not do this, but well, that's how I grew up. it's not good for your digestion. It's not good for your digestion. Not at all. But I you know I grew, I grew up, up with and... I grew up with two parents that um um consumed alcohol like a sport. Mm. And you know I I grew up with that and they either loved each other or hated each other. And yeah. it could flip on a on a, like a light switch. And mm-hmm. so uh you know halfway into Christmas was you know, interesting. And, you know, you didn't mm-hmm. know which you were going to get. Yeah. And if you left the house and came back, you know, you'd, you'd listen to the door. And, you know, I mean, I mean, my, my mother was um, diminutive in height. And my father was, you know, I guess my height, you know, it was, um, you know, there was a you know probably a good foot of, of height difference between them, and my mother would hold her own. Of course, yeah. You know, she would. I mean, I mean, stereotypical you know little southern woman with a frying pan. 
<laughs> I, you know, I, I kid you not. I kept waiting to come home one day and see Lodge across my father's forehead. Um, <laughs> For those see, of you, you know, listening pe- outside the people state, you got, the people they- got to get the joke to get the joke. No. <laughs> I was just going to say, for those people living outside the States, Lodge is a, is a popular manufacturer in the United States of cast iron pans, and it says in big letters on the bottom, Lodge. So that's what he's yeah, talking it's about. A, it's a, and, um, and it's actually made, Lodge, Lodge Cookware is actually made uh, about 45 minutes from my house, where I grew up. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the associate rectors at the church where I grew up was um, actually the owner of, uh, was the head of the family, Lodge family. So mm-hmm. I grew up with Father Lodge at the church. So interestingly enough. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it, holidays are going to create challenges. And this year they're going to create more. Um Social media is going to create challenges. Social media has been creating challenges. Um, yeah. It's not going to get better before it gets worse. Or you know, it's not going to get it's going to get worse before it gets better. That's what I'm trying to say. So anticipate that. Um, you know, there we're going to give you some tools. We're going to give you some tips, and uh, hopefully help you to uh, navigate all of this. And uh, get through it uh, sane on the other side and not, you know, twitching into your, you know, Fruit Loops on, you know, New Year's, you know, New Year's Day, second, you know, New Year's, you know, the second day after New Year's, whatever. You get the idea. So hopefully you'll get to January sane. If you attend our workshop, come and visit with us. It's going to be on Zoom, so it's going to be virtual, so you don't have to worry about traveling. See, we're going to already show you tools for avoiding, you know, for avoiding the stresses. Um, the, the, the whole thing's going to be on Zoom. There will be time for question and answer. That's the important part. We're keeping the group small so that we have, we have the ability to do question and answer. We're going to do a breakout session at least once. Uh, during the during the period, so that people can get into small groups and communicate, share ideas, and we'll come around to the different groups and check in. So there will be plenty going on, plenty of opportunities to share, plenty of opportunities to ask questions. Uh, we will be opening with a meditation, so there will be uh, a lot going on to help you. Um, now again. Robin has already mentioned the price is $29.99. That's four cups of coffee at Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts, whatever your, you know, specialty coffee, coffee of choice is. You know, four times, and you've paid for this. And I promise you, this will do way more for you than a Vente Cafe Mocha at, you know, Starbucks. And so uh, all you need to do is go to the website, Ujvala. AYC.com and look for the Holiday Survival Guide workshop button. It's actually on the top of every page. So just go there and click on it. Uh, read what's going on at the bottom of the page. It says sign up now. 
we're keeping the class small. We're keeping this workshop in, in a manageable size so that we can take questions, so that we can have the breakout rooms, so we can interact with the people that are attending. So we're not letting this thing get to, you know, 200, 200 attendees. We're keeping it small, so you want to make sure you go ahead and get signed up. Because once we're full, that's it. And we don't know if we're doing another one this year. So uh, that's, that's the deal. Uh, so go and sign up today. This is happening Sunday. We're talking just, what, four days from now. Uh, well, maybe five days. But anyway, it's the 15th at 1 o'clock in the afternoon Eastern time. Those of you listening around the world, convert that to, you know, 1 o'clock Eastern Standard Time in, on the U.S. East Coast. And convert that. That's when the workshop is going to be. Uh, get signed up now. Because, like I said, if you miss it, you missed it. I don't know that we're going to have time or opportunity to do another one, at least this year. Uh, Robin will have a bunch of recipes. Uh, she's already uh, putting together a recipe. Um, uh, we're going to get another re- uh, get some recipes. She's got one for a, a cider, a spiced cider. So. Uh, We will be working on that. She's going to have some uh, holiday recipes and some regular recipes for just the rest of the time, not just the holiday meals. So uh, with all of that said, I want to remind everybody to see us on Facebook, Ujvala Ayurveda and Yoga Center. Uh, Come come that page on Facebook, like us, follow us on Twitter, at Ujvala C, that's a capital C, um, like A, B, C, so Ujvala C, and uh, come check out the workshop, sign up, don't miss it. Uh, while you're um, on the website, uh, sign up to be a friend of Ujvala. And uh, with all of that said, I think we're uh, we're going to close out a little early tonight. So uh, thank you all for being with us. Uh, we wish you all a week filled with love. And with wonder. Good night, everyone, and blessed be. Thanks for listening to the Spiritual Unity Radio Network. Join us seven nights a week for exciting programming covering a variety of expressions of faith. And remember, all manifestations of the divine are equally valid.